to Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot, with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Kerry, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at Carmen Digital. And this week, we're taking a look at onboarding HubSpot, what it takes to succeed, and what the common pitfalls are. So here with me to chat about onboarding are John Pitton, Managing Director of Carmen Digital, and Alex Amadi, Digital Consultant at Carmen Digital. So welcome, guys. Alex, I know this is your first time, so it's lovely to have you on. How are you both today? Yeah, I'm fantastic. It's exciting. My first podcast. Uh, Really happy to be here. Yeah, great to be here, Kerry. Thanks for inviting me back. Um, Looking forward to this one. This is a hot topic, onboarding. We get a lot of queries and have a lot of conversations about it. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to this. And looking forward to having Alex on as well, you know, uh, as a newbie. So let's, let's see how he does. No pressure. Yeah, who, who knows if we'll be allowed on again. We'll see at the end of the episode. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, let's jump right in. And I think a good question to start with is, you know, for any listeners who are maybe not sure of what HubSpot onboarding means, when we talk about onboarding HubSpot, what are we actually talking about? What does it mean when we say that? John, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I mean, basically onboarding HubSpot is, is the process you go through to deploy the software into a business uh, and an organization uh, to get the most out of it. So it's looking at all the aspects and elements involved with ensuring you're optimizing that software to deliver against the goals and objectives that were set at outset uh, in relation to the requirement for the software. Nice, very nice, succinct answer there, John. Lovely. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess when we're looking at deploying and optimizing this software, why is it so important to get onboarding right from the get-go? Alex, I'll come to you. Um, I think often businesses approach us not only when they're new to HubSpot, but also when they're an existing user. And for whatever reason, they haven't necessarily been trained effectively or or onboarded, sorry, effectively. And they seek that initial support or guidance. um, And it's important that they get it right the first time or they get it right once and for all. And that getting it right, but it's really important because it's about the ROI. It's about getting the most from the software. You know, that's why it's so important because so many occasions uh, firms and businesses will buy HubSpot and buy software. I'm sure it's not just HubSpot. I'm sure there's lots of uh, applications that companies buy. And I think if you read reports, you'll see companies just you know, buying applications all the time and becoming a a bit of a a problem for business actually to manage different software platforms. But getting getting the most out of a software installation means that you've really got to get that onboarding piece right. Because if you don't, what will happen is further down the line, it can create more harm than good. It creates friction in existing processes. It creates frustrations for users, you know, for finance people who are paying for licenses and looking at the validation of those costs. Um, So for those people that are onboarding, it getting it right it's really important because you, you know as i just said it, it can actually create more harm than good if it's not done properly okay great and when we're talking about that onboarding process who in the business needs to be involved with that and i mean i, I guess it can differ from business to business or different case scenarios but how long does that process typically take john i'll, I'll come to you 
so in terms of who needs to be involved, it really does depend on, um, you know, what the goal and objectives are for the deployment of, of HubSpot or any software in that case. Um, you know, if it is just the marketing team, then obviously you need to consider all the stakeholders within marketing. Um, but actually, sometimes it's the wider business as well, because I think that there is, you know, more and more sales and marketing becoming aligned. So actually, if marketing is deploying the software, then you might want to sort of um, involve sales so they can be informed on what's happening, et cetera. And that could could influence, um, you know, the onboarding program. Um, getting people on board early really helps. So, you know, when you talk about who needs to be involved, those early conversations are really important because actually what you might find, and often this is the case, is that, you know, people are deploying software into the business. Well, there's another piece of software that does that. So is it going to replace it? Is it going to work alongside it, et cetera? So there needs to be that broad communication program in an organization so that, you know, people are informed. We talk about RACI, you know, when it comes to stakeholders and people involved. So, you know, who's responsible for it? Who needs to be who's accountable for it who needs consulting in relation to any onboarding and then who provide who needs to be provided with information in relation to that and that can be a really wide group just to keep people informed and you're going to get better input and um, communication is really key in relation to that um, because yeah when it comes back to you know those goals and objectives and who needs to be involved it might be around improving sales effectiveness it might be the customer experience and therefore you know we're talking about MPS so it's the customer services teams etc um, so yeah really important to, to really think hard about who this piece of software might touch either directly or indirectly uh, and work from that point really. Yeah and I imagine when you are having those initial conversations and talking to someone about onboarding HubSpot I imagine that's when some of the cases will show themselves and you'll understand actually okay an additional team or additional person actually needs to be on in this conversation because they're going to be using it for more than perhaps they initially thought as well. Absolutely. And and you would not be, well, you might be surprised actually by the number of times we're talking to a company and that we're going through an onboarding process and then we speak to people and people will say to us, oh, I didn't even know we were doing this. I, yeah. I didn't even know we were getting HubSpot. I didn't even know, I don't know why we're, we're, we're doing this, you know, and, and, you know, I should be surprised uh, when I hear those conversations. I'm not. And, and actually that just shows sometimes that, you know, decisions are taken within silos or whatever. And then actually the broader influence of the deployment is then sort of uh, found, up, you know, as we go through that process and then people are raising questions again. So um, really important to uh, think very hard about about that communication piece and stakeholders. Yeah. And I guess a lot of that comes with, with pre-planning. So, you know, we know that success often comes from good planning when we're talking about you know onboarding new software but what should people think about when planning an onboarding program when it comes to HubSpot Alex I'll come to you first yeah um that's a great question it's something that I come across quite frequently um in, in my role within the business so uh, a company would approach us and you know they know they know that HubSpot is a powerful platform they know why it was introduced to the business but and I hear this term a lot, um, we don't know what we don't know, so which is understandable. Um, uh, and it's sort of our job to, to unpack that. But um, I would say in regards to planning, it's always a good thing to start thinking about what you want to get out of onboarding and the pain points and, and where the friction lay in your processes. Yeah, and, and just jumping on that, Alex, I think that's a really good point about, um, you, you know, a lot of customers, uh, clients, et cetera, businesses, don't know what they don't know. So, so they're buying software because they've been told HubSpot's a, you know, very, com 
compelling CRM, has a huge amount of functionality, et cetera. Uh, and people might be using it to solve a problem or a challenge, but actually it has much bro- often will have much broader benefits to the organization, uh, but they may not know that. So, and I think that's what where the planning process become can become really important and particularly working either directly with HubSpot or a partner agency like ours where you know we can come from a, a position of of being informed and sort of start to explore areas that they maybe hadn't considered which will me- mean they'll get more value out of the software I think that's that's really important from our perspective you know when we go about um, good planning or what we think good planning is we actually put it into five different work streams so when the client's coming to us for, for an onboarding program we want to, to consider these five different streams that, that kind of correlate and overlap each other. Um, but if we do take this approach, then we start to unpack all the all the opportunities and, and, and challenges that we might come across. You know, what the first one is data. So, you know, how is data structures, how is governance, how do they want to manage it? Um, how do they acquire data into the business and what's that process look like? So thinking about data becomes really important. Um, we then think about technology. So what other, what's the tech stack in the business look like? What does HubSpot need to connect with? Um, how do those uh, different technologies work together and those different softwares work together? That becomes really important. We want to think about processes. So what are the current processes in the business? Um, you know, we need to identify those, define them, prioritize the work to be done. And they might be the sales process. It might be around customer experience processes. It might be around marketing processes. But actually, once we start to identify those, we can then deploy that into HubSpot spot and one of the things actually when we go through this program with uh clients is often part of it is actually defining those processes you know a lot of customers know what a lot of clients know what they do the businesses know what their processes are but they haven't necessarily documented them and actually this kind of thinking helps them to do that um and then the other two i i guess um work streams we talk about is assets so you know in organization what assets do they have the brochures the web pages the faq pages knowledge base etc that enhance that customer experience that by a journey because all of those can be obviously uh, mainly hosted within HubSpot and how do they interact with all the workflows and processes and, and engagement piece. And then the final one, but probably the most important is people. You know, we've just talked about it there in terms of who needs to be engaged, but thinking about the people, who who are the, what are the roles, who are the stakeholders, who are going to be the subject matter experts in relation to HubSpot, what training is required, etc. So those five different work streams of data, technology, processes, assets, and people really start to break down the requirements for onboarding and and enable us to sort of plan effectively for for a deployment. Yeah, I think those five key areas are a really great shout from you, John. And I imagine, like like you said, those processes, you know, you know how you operate as a business and how teams work together. But like you said, you don't necessarily document it or have it somewhere that's easy to inform someone else that's external on how those processes work. So I imagine once those five key areas have been looked at, it makes certainly with us initial conversations, there's just a lot more value in them and you can really start to unpack things a lot sooner. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Great. So you touched on there the different areas of HubSpot. So I guess when it comes to the different hubs, how much does the type of hub that a business is implementing impact the onboarding process? I guess it does to some extent, but and this is where you're talking about hubs. You're talking about for the people that might not know is there's a marketing hub, there's a sales hub, there's a service hub, there's a CMS hub, and there's now an operations hub as well. Um, I, I think more important than the actual hub is is you know going back to the goal and objective of what they want to get out of HubSpot. 
um, that really is going to drive the onboarding process, you know, because if it's about sales effectiveness, then the onboarding program is all focused on sales effectiveness. But that might be implementing both the marketing and sales hub because the two kind of work together. So um, rather than it be hub orientated, I think very much it's going to be objective orientated in terms of what the client wants to get out of it. Um, I'd look at it from that way rather than actually start to think about the hub itself. Yeah, and I can imagine, you know, a business maybe comes to you with an idea of the type of hub that would probably solve the problems that they have and then quickly realise, okay, actually, we're going to use multiple hubs or we're not quite going to go down that route. Another route's more effective for us. So I think that objective orientated approach is probably a better one. Yeah, definitely. And and what we do find is, you know, people will implement one hub and and then you know after six months a year they'll start thinking oh actually hold on it's going to be great if our marketing team can use use this and then they start to use another hub more and more so it there is very much a sort of development of the hubspot platform and using hubspot within an organization and actually i'd be really wary about you know actually deploying everything at, at one time across different business units you know that can be really quite complex and challenging so thinking about maybe planning in a stage deployment of HubSpot might be a better approach for some businesses. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I imagine if if a business went and deployed everything, it would be quite overwhelming and you wouldn't really get the most out of that initial onboarding piece and really unpacking, okay, well, actually, like you said, our marketing team, now that we've seen how we're using Sales Hub, for example, our marketing team could get a lot out of this marketing hub. So maybe we'll start to employ that. Yeah. But but actually, we are seeing cases where people are wanting to move from one CRM to another, you know, quite commonly at the moment, you know, there's a conversation between Salesforce and, and, and HubSpot. And actually, people might have Salesforce installed across the business. And there's been a business decision, business case gone through, etc, to convert over or move over to HubSpot. You know, that can be really quite um, I guess, challenging in terms of the program of work to, to move off one complete CRM onto another. You know, that that we talked earlier about, I think you asked the question about timescales. I'm not sure whether I answered it, but, you know, that kind of program can take a year and beyond. HubSpot onboarding might take four weeks, but equally in more complex cases, you know, you're 12 months plus, possibly even up to two years. Yeah. So again, that planning, that planning point is a really important one. If it can take a couple of years, you want to make sure you get it right. So I guess when a business is first deciding to bring HubSpot into their business, what tend to be the greatest challenges that they face? Alex, I'll come to you. Um, there are a few challenges. Um, one I hear, um, or one I, I experience more often than not is, is getting people on board, getting people across the wider business on board um creating that synergy within the company and and using everybody using that you know that platform yeah yeah 100 alex i mean it's absolutely about people um you know we can structure data data is very binary it's all black and white it's logical etc so we we can kind of do all that piece relative i say it's relatively straightforward it takes it takes a bit of thinking to get it right and plan it properly but but the bit really that i would i would uh, kind of talk about more than ever where the most challenges arise is getting people engaged and on board and trained, you, you know, and, and therefore that's why communications, training, uh, deployment, engaging people becomes so important because just putting the software in place, setting it up really well, you know, all the properties, all the objects, structuring it, et cetera, 
is really only 20% of the work. The, the real value comes when people are using it, enjoying using it, you know, using it in their day-to-day, getting a huge amount of value from it. Um, when you get to that point, then that's when you really get a delivery on that ROI that we talked about earlier. So it's absolutely all about people. Yeah, and I guess when you when you say people, I imagine there's a few different scenarios. It could either be, like you said, trainings needed and there's a lack of understanding of what HubSpot is or perhaps, you know, they're quite happy with what they're already using. They're kind of like, oh, for goodness sake, why are we switching? Why are we onboarding this new platform? But actually they, they need to use it and understand the effectiveness that it can have and actually the, the potential that it has within the business to really get them to buy into that. So I imagine it, it can be quite a few different challenges in that timeline of, you know, getting people really on board is is different from business to business yeah absolutely and, and i think actually a, a, an important part of that actually is knowledge and, and the knowledge of that people have in the business of hubspot you know a really good example is we're, we're engaging with a, a client at the moment where they're actually moving off hubspot for a couple of the hubs um and actually when we started to talk to them you know that there's this oh it does that oh yeah. right okay didn't know it did that well they're moving off hubspot to find functionality in another bit of tech that HubSpot does. And, and but so that piece around knowledge becomes really important. You know, HubSpot is uh, adding functionality all the time. So, you know, it's really important that people are uh, educated, they have the knowledge or certainly subject matter experts so that they're not losing out on opportunity with HubSpot that would enhance the business. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of HubSpot. Once you're kind of on it and you you really dig deep and understand the potential that it has, you start to think, oh, wow, okay, I didn't realize that I could be able to do that so easily. So, yeah, it definitely is a process. So, I mean, you've touched on there, you know, training and knowledge are some ways to kind of get people on board. But what are other ways to overcome some challenges that businesses face initially? I think from my perspective, you know, I, I talk about the comms piece a lot. So, you know, I think about, um, how how you present the, the, what's going to happen to, to the wider team. So, you know, it's not uncommon for us to deliver a presentation to wider teams on why HubSpot, what the background is, what the journey is, what we're trying to achieve, you know, opening up to Q&As, et cetera. So, you know, really for me, the comms program, it becomes really important in relation to the deployment. It depends on how, um, I guess, the scale of the deployment, but certainly, you know, comms is probably one of the most important beat to sell in the benefits you know address any issues early and that way you're going to get a much better outcome yeah definitely completely agree with that and you know training is an important part of that onboarding and adoption process and in this kind of remote working environment that we found ourselves in in the past year or so do you have any thoughts on the best approach to train users alex i'll come to you yeah, I mean, remote working has definitely brought new challenges, hasn't it, to, yeah. to the business, business world and delivering a training program is something that hasn't remained unaffected. So with this, I often see businesses benefit from training sessions that don't tend to exceed maybe an hour and a half um, and don't tend to include more than eight people per session. So we want our, our clients, our, our partners to stay engaged. So you know, whilst working remotely. So it's quite important that they have the opportunity to ask questions uh, where that that physical presence isn't available. I I think that's a really good point, Alex, talking particularly about the size of group. You know, the smaller the group, the more engagement you get. Um, 
we delivered training on, you know, much larger groups, 20 or 30 people at a time remotely, but you tend not to get the interaction with, with individuals. You know, you get the, I'd arguably say the usual suspects that pe- might pipe up with questions, but the smaller the group, the more engagement you tend to get. Um, and, and often, you know, the smaller teams that work together then get more value out of it because they're having common questions, et cetera. Uh, and, and that one, that timeline perspective becomes really important. Um, one and a half hours, you, you know, sitting at a screen is plenty, you know, three hours at a screen delivering training isn't going to work. Um, I think to carry on from that, though, you know, the other things that you talked about that also sort of asked the question around what helps from a training perspective is, you know, things like having recorded videos. So all the training sessions that you deliver, record them because you might have a new starter a week later who wants to see that session. So recording, recording the sessions becomes really important. Having a wiki. So we talk about wikis or Wikipedia um, for HubSpot within the organization on the internet somewhere. So people can ask questions and you can put the resources becomes really important. Um, Having SMEs. So we talk about advocates or subject matter experts in the business, you know, within each team or depending on the size of the business um, uh, within the departments that actually become the go-to people with the knowledge of HubSpot. You know, we're seeing more clients start to recruit CRM specialists who take a lead on that. Um, in relation to um, deployment of HubSpot. So all these little tactics play a part in helping engagement and onboarding and getting more out of the platform and ensuring you're coming back to that ROI piece, making sure you're getting a return on investment. Yeah, I definitely echo what you you points there about engagement. I think I I did a training session that was around HubSpot and the trainer singled people out and asked them specific questions. And, you know, it, it felt a bit like you were at school and the teacher was picking on you, but actually it made sure that you were constantly listening and everyone was adding different opinions and different perspectives and it was actually really valuable and I think like you said having those interactive Q&A sessions quizzes just something that's going to break up those sessions a bit and keep that engagement high is is a really good choice so yeah and not to ignore the HubSpot Academy so so you know the HubSpot Academy is a wonderful place of knowledge and HubSpot knowledge base itself so you know I do think that for organizations that are deploying HubSpot there is a hybrid approach of you know bespoke training because of the certain use case etc but then also the hubspot academy for some more generic training around the use of the platform as well yeah there's there's so much value in the hubspot academy so i think that's a great point so i guess early on in that process when a business is first starting to think about onboarding hubspot are there any indicators in those initial conversations that you're having that suggest whether or not onboarding is going to be successful for them alex i'll come to you first yeah from my experience um a couple of key indicators um sort of indicative to a successful onboarding program would be I don't know, a, a mutual sort of appreciation for the time it's going to take and sort of the commitment it's going to, going to take to under, for us to dig deep and understand what we need to get out of the customer to relate back to them in onboarding process and um, the inclusion of all stakeholders really. I think that's a really good point, Alex. And it is that sense of realism, you know, this idea that the customer, the client, the business understands that actually deploying software is not just a quick win, buy the software, put it in, great, everything's rosy. They know that they need to spend time. They know that they need to plan effectively. They know that it's going to take resources. You know, from a cost perspective, it's not uncommon for the onboarding cost to be greater than the software, first year software cost. You know, that that's kind of part of it, if not, if not much more than that, actually, in some cases. So that sense of realism, that sense of understanding, I think for us, the worry comes when, you know, the client or the customer wants to be onboarded 
and they think, oh, it can happen in, in a sort of fortnight or four weeks or six weeks or something. And you've got suddenly, look, they've got, you know, 50 people that need training and they've got four different departments using the software. And you kind of think, mm, it's not going to happen like that. Um, most of the clients do have that sense of realism um, in there. But but that, I guess, I think is is the best indicator. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's also from your perspective, you guys just being honest about that and being able to say, you know, appreciate what you're trying to achieve here, but your timescales are probably not quite as realistic as they could be and this may take a little bit more investment of time and commitment from you guys to make this a success yeah definitely so i guess i mean you may not be able to to comment from the perspective of onboarding directly from hubspot but i guess i'm i'm interested to know what your thoughts are on what value we add as solutions partner agencies and what our processes of onboarding look like directly to to onboarding with hubspot I think that's a really good question. What and one actually it's important to cover because I think it's slightly different. Um, I think HubSpot talk about onboarding in their world as being guided onboarding. So so very much um, you know, responsibility with the client, the customer, the business to do the actions, if you like. So so almost being told this is what you need to do and then go and go and do it. Um, and it tends to be relatively generic. There tends not to be a deep dive into the business. And I think where you work with a partner agency, I guess it depends on the partner agency, but certainly, you know, with a, a partner agency like ourselves, we're a lot more consultative in our approach. So, so we want to do discovery, want to understand the business. You know, we want to kind of think about the uh, the processes, the data, the people, etc., within the organisation that we talked about earlier, and then apply an onboarding program relevant to that. And and I think probably we we get our hands dirty quite a lot. So so we go in and we you, you know we build out those workflows, build out those templates, etc. Whereas I think with HubSpot's onboarding, um, and, and I'm sure they'll tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they don't do that piece. They actually give guidance on how to do it, but then it's left with the company to actually deliver that in. So I think if you're looking for something a bit more consultative, a bit more bespoke, then the partner uh, route is probably the way to go. If you're very happy that you can manage it all in-house with a bit of guidance, then you know there's no reason why you wouldn't consider um, HubSpot onboarding direct. Anything to add there, Alex? Uh, yeah, I mean, HubSpot obviously provide fantastic uh, onboarding and, and training, but um, I think what we have to offer is is slightly more client-focused. So we build a training package around the business and, and the users involved while, while remaining at the core of how HubSpot intends to be utilised. Yeah, and I guess, you know, you're only going to be able to achieve a certain level with HubSpot and there's only going to be a certain amount of customization, I suppose, and it's not going to relate directly to your business if it's not done through a partner solutions agency. And I guess that's where we add the value because we really dig deep and get to the roots of your business and where HubSpot can specifically add value um, and onboarding in, like you said, John, in those those staged implementation processes or looking at that data piece, that technology, assets, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think you guys do a great job. So it sounds like sounds like we're selling, Kerry. We, we always <laughs> said we'd never sell on these podcasts, okay? We said this is all about adding value to the audience, not about selling. So uh, I'll apologise to the audience right now if in any way that came across as a sales pitch. That is not what the intention of these uh, these podcasts. 
But you know where we are. You know where we are if you need us. <laughs> exactly. Carbon.digital for everyone. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think it's generic to, to partner solutions agencies in general as well. Just that that more, like you said, consultative approach. So great points there. Thank you, guys. So one last question. Um, we've reached the end of the podcast. If you had kind of one number one top tip for businesses who want to onboard HubSpot correctly or in the most effective way, what would that piece of advice be? Alex, I'll come to you. Oh, that's a good one, Kerry. Um, top tip, I would say uh, a general sense of clarity um, in, in terms of, you know, what you want to get out of the process um, and perhaps even some some figures in place, you know, what, what you want to improve uh, an ROI, you know, what, what you want to get out of the onboarding process. I mean, it's, you know, it's our job to unpack that for you, um, but um, an expectation would, would, would be fantastic. Preparation is key. <laughs> I guess that helps to make sure that you get the most value out of those discussions that you're having. And it's not just, you know, them going through their processes and thinking about that. They've done that prep beforehand. So then they can come to you and really get your thoughts and you can understand those pain points from the get go. Yeah, absolutely. Great point, Alex. And John, what about you? What would be your number one top tip? Um, can I have two? I mean, I, I did say one, but I guess I'll allow it. <laughs> um, so, so two, very quickly, people, getting people on board, engaging comms, involving a broad group of people, you know, throughout the process, thinking about it in a, a sort of racy kind of way, as I talked about earlier, is really important. The other bit, which I think is important, and it does depend on the size of the organization and how HubSpot is de being deployed, is data, you know, because a lot of organizations, when they onboard the new CRM or, or, or whichever tool they're going to use, you know, there's a whole data migration piece. And that often will unpack a whole can of worms in terms of data structure, where it is, how it's governed, managed, et cetera. So for me, a real focus on, for, for, for certainly for larger onboarding programs, a real focus around data is really, really important. Yeah, that old chestnut of data. God, it's always causing havoc, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And it should be so easy because data is just binary, isn't it? It's kind of, you know, here's the data, but it can it can create all sorts of headaches in a business. Yeah, which is why it's important to get it right. Um, great. Thank you so much for that advice, guys. Well, well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for your time, Alex and John. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure our listeners will be looking at the ways that they can bring your advice into onboarding HubSpot for them and their business. So thanks again for your time today. Great stuff. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. My pleasure. So uh, if you did enjoy this episode, then please share it with your friends and colleagues and let us know your thoughts on social media. You can tag us at Carmen Digital or if you're loving the podcast then let us know you can leave us a podcast review if you want to make sure you never miss a new episode you can subscribe by heading to bit.ly forward slash podcast and i will see you next time thanks for listening